Hi, welcome to the podcast Brunch Club podcast. I'm Adela and I'm the founder of PBC. In this episode, I was lucky enough to chat with Gabby Dunn about her podcast, Bad With Money. We featured one of her episodes on the July podcast playlist on money. The episode was titled, Just Give People Money, aka Universal Basic Income. You can find the entire podcast playlist at podcastbrunchclub.com slash money. I hope you enjoy our conversation. So thank you so much, Gabby, for joining us. I'm really excited to have you on the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. Well, why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Yeah, I'm a writer, an actor, comedian, podcaster person in LA, and I uh, have a YouTube channel and work in TV. And I started the Bad With Money podcast about two years ago. So we're on season three right now. And it's just kind of started from me wanting to talk about this thing that was really taboo and that, you know, I come from not so great family means. And it's Mm -hmm. difficult when you're out in LA to like figure out where people are getting their money from or like why, how people are subsisting. Um, And Mm -hmm. so it was a source of frustration. And so then I was like, let's, uh, put a finger in the wound. Mm-hmm. And so you just started talking to people about money and then and and try to kind of decode what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it started with just season one is sort of I call it finances and feelings where it's basically you just uh, talk to I just talk to friends of mine or different people I was interested in. Uh, people like Roxanne Gay or Ashley Ford, uh, writers that I liked and mm-hmm. um then like, you know, comedian friends of mine, like Sarah Schaefer and, and Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher and um, just sort of like decoding. Yeah. Like you said, why, uh, what everyone's money situation is and why we don't want to talk about it and why we feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of came at it from a different angle. Uh, so I had like a friend Carrie Wade on and she talked about how her disability affects her money situation. And I talked to an actress friend of mine named Stephanie Beatrice, who talked about um, coming from an immigrant family. Uh, So kind of everyone had their own, their own angle to it. And it was just meant to be like, why don't we talk about this? Uh, Mm -hmm. And then slowly, slowly now seasons two and three, it's become way more of a deep dive into like systemic, the systemic reasons that everyone is kind of in the situation they're in. Do you have a finance background at all? Or you're just coming at it from a total novice standpoint? No, I have no background in financial stuff at all. I mean, I, I'm a mess, uh, which is sort of the point of the show. Like, right. I don't, I can't condescend to anyone. I just had an episode where I was like, what is money? <laughs> like, what even is it? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the point is that I kind of ask these very obvious questions that I think everyone is scared mm-hmm. to ask. A lot of my problem was I felt like everyone had had like this day in school that I had missed which isn't true. There's no financial literacy really, but it's true. Um, yeah. that like, you know, everyone was, uh, knew some stuff I didn't know. And it was embarrassing to ask questions like, what is a stock? Or like, wh- right. what do the different retirement accounts even mean? Or like, you know, you just, I never wanted to be looked at like a dummy because a lot of this stuff is considered like an intellectual or moral failing. Mm-hmm. And it's embarrassing. And so, uh, yeah, the show is mostly me asking the most obvious questions. <laughs> yeah, but that's awesome. Cause it's sort of like, it lets other people learn from 
like as you learn. So you're learning by asking these obvious questions, but then other people are hope, hopefully listening and have the same questions so they don't have to maybe go and feel embarrassed. You're yeah, doing that I'm for feeling them. embarrassed for <laughs> yeah. them, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think you know that the, we listened in particular to your episode on universal basic income. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And one of the things that really struck me is that the whole concept is universal basic in- income. So mm-hmm. universal is the first word. It's pretty, it's right there. But still, it's like we're always talking about it as it relates to poor people or poverty. And, sure. and you know, everybody's going to get this money. That's what universal basic income is. So why are mm-hmm. we talking about it in terms of poor people? Well, I think that's like the obvious um, economic mobility situation. Like that's the obvious one where people might be able to rise above class Mm -hmm. status quo. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also do think about it for like middle class people because, you know, I think it's something that could allow people to pursue more passions and it could allow for more art and it could allow for that person who like, you know, works this crazy job and crazy hours, but who wants to like, make a little, make an album or, you know, paint or whatever. Um, So I think like, even when it's not a dire situation, I I agree with you that it is something that could like make everyone's lives more pleasant. You know, life can, it it can be pleasant and should be allowed to be pleasant. And, um, you know, even if it's like not contributing to society in that way, but even if it's like, you know, I, I wish to travel, you should be able to do that. Right. And so, I mean, obviously, like it, it talk, you know, you talk about poverty because it's such a problem and because, it, you know, welfare and government assistance has such a negative stigma against it that mm-hmm. like doing this would be like, well, everyone's getting it. It's not just, you know, it's not just for people, but also it might help them um, be not dependent on welfare in particular or, you know, even right. older people like Social Security, which is may dry up. So like. Yeah, I understand the the impulse to go only towards poverty. And I think we talked about primarily poverty on the podcast. But I mean, it could benefit everyone in terms of like being able to, to make our society not so much about work, because there's other things to life. And I don't think especially our generation really takes that into account or is allowed to value that. Yeah, I mean, you said something like, you know, it might not contribute to society. And you made this point on the podcast a little bit is just when people are happier, they actually Mm -hmm. are contributing to society because we have happier people. So a happier population or a a population of people who are less stressed out has societal good you know it's not just about the work product that you're contributing to society it's sort of about the energy that you're putting into society you know yeah i mean this is pure speculation but i imagine crime rates would go down right and also like uh, yeah like you could spend time learning another language right and then that could help you understand people better and Mm -hmm. contribute to like more diversity and more um, integration of communities. And like, there's just a lot of things that like having a a baseline income could open the door for. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think about it in terms of me. I'm not poor. I'm not rich. I'm Mm -hmm. right there in the middle class. But $1,000 a month would not, you know, it's not like it's going to pay my rent. I could stop working and quit. But maybe I could start a business if I wanted to and not worry about health insurance, because that's like my biggest concern is like giving up my health insurance or or I could, you know, afford that 
summer vacation that maybe I wouldn't normally do, but then that summer vacation, you know, mellows me out for this the rest of the year or right, whatever. Exactly, so, exactly. Like, it would be huge. I would love a thousand dollars a month. That'd be great. <laughs> and I'm not poor. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and I think it could help people with housing too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things and and I know I sort of I gave you some questions I was going to ask, and this isn't on the list, but one of the things that you made me uh, you reminded me of was that I think it was Andrew Yang on your on uh, mm-hmm. about the freedom dividend, and he was talking about how it would be given to eighteen, I think eighteen to sixty five or sixty four year olds, and I was kind of like, wait, what happens when you're sixty five? <laughs> is that just you have to? fall back on retirement or is that when they they imagine social security will still be around so i'm not sure andrew is a a presidential candidate who Mm -hmm. is running on the platform of universal basic income so i imagine his website has like very intense um breakdowns of everything Uh, i think it does actually i looked at it but yeah he came on the show and and his episode was primarily about his platform for universal basic income i don't i i'm you know, people really liked Bernie, so I can see a world where they are into him. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't know the particulars of that. Yeah. I imagine it's Social Security and or retirement, or maybe the idea is that because you have a thousand dollars a month, you're able to actually save for retirement in a way people can't now. Right. So um, as you talked to your, I think you had four guests on the episode. Was there like, what was the most surprising thing that you learned? That this is doable. Like, Mm. you know, I think people always want to know where the money's going to come from, but it's like not even, I think Andrew gave a figure. Mm -hmm. I don't remember entirely, but it's not even that expensive. It's like, you know, so little compared to like our defense budget. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think like sometimes these pie in the sky ideas people think of as being like so wild and like, oh my God, you know, like the way people talk about reparations or whatever, like this is so crazy. But like, it's actually when you break down the numbers, like not that intense. I think people get upset because they think there's this like really toxic American ideal of, of pulling yourself up by your bootstrap, doing everything by yourself. I'm so proud not to take help, but like take all the help. Are you kidding? Like, like my friends who are like, I don't want to go on unemployment. I'm embarrassed. F that, Mm -hmm. like take all the unemployment, like you like get all the help you can, um, Mm -hmm. because all this stuff is unfair. Mm -hmm. So the way the, the, this, like, it's almost like the people that would benefit from this the most have these ridiculous ideas that, keep them from wanting it or that they're too embarrassed. And it's like, you could, you could like work for these things to fix your life. I think people are so scared of seeming like victims, Yeah, but like just make your life better, dude. Right. And the thing is, is like they paid into the unemployment when they were working, they were playing, you know, you're paying into it. You're just kind of, you know, you were, you were contributing toward that fund and now you're just taking out of that fund. It's not. Yeah. I think people think that, oh, well, I don't want to pay for other people who aren't as good as me. Right. But like, oh, I, you know, sorry, not sorry. They didn't look out the way I did. But it's Mm -hmm. like, one, that money, once you pay it into taxes, isn't yours anymore. You can't say things like, I hate when people are like, that's my tax money. No, it's not. (laughs) You paid it. It's not yours anymore. Right. You don't get to dictate what it goes to. So stop thinking about it as your money. Right. Uh, And two, like, 
I hope that you, if you were in dire, even more dire straits than probably you are in, you know, it doesn't like your pride doesn't get you anywhere. And I would hope that you would have empathy and like want people to, I don't know, there's just so much condescension when it comes to money and everyone keeps themselves in this terrible status quo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so one of the things that I did when I was thinking about the questions I was going to ask you is I put it out mm-hmm. there to the community, you know? And oh, so, cool. yeah. So one of the questions from the community was, what would it take for this country to move beyond the morality bias of thinking that people who have money earned it and people who don't did something to deserve it? Huh? Well, empathy, everyone would have to grow empathy overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't have a lot of hope for. Mm -hmm. And I think like probably a different president and new policy. Mm -hmm. I also think, I mean, it seems silly, but media can contribute. Mm -hmm. Like our media narratives are so skewed in that way. Right. And like, you know, even just like TV shows, you know, not playing to the stereotype or support, you know, not making it that like, Oh, these people are in dire straits because of some kind of like thing that they've, they messed up. I think like showing more systemic problems, but that requires more diversity on television, which I don't also have a lot of hope for. But like, I just think like there's, there's stuff that we have so ingrained from like movies and TV, but you know, there's so many things that we see from movies and TV that, that make us, you know, these very simple narratives that make us think these things. Yeah. And if, if that changed that, that could really sway people because it has so much power. And I think like maybe just losing these kind of like individualistic, like, oh, look, you know, this person did it. Why can't you kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Aspirational type stuff. But also like, you know, policy could really help too. I mean, I don't know. I think people just like a lot of people just really lack empathy and it's very sad and strange. Yeah. And people would need to have empathy. Yeah. It's funny that you even mentioned empathy because um, so your podcast episode is appearing on our money podcast playlist, which is in July. But mm-hmm. in June, we just did a whole podcast playlist on emotion. Cool. And one of the episodes really focused on empathy and whether mm-hmm. or not that is something that you can foster in yourself. And apparently, yeah. and, and you know, looking at the science of it, apparently it is something you can foster in yourself. I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. I agree with that. Take some practice, but and some intentionality. So the, I think there's a little bit of a, you know, a catch 22 because the people who want to be more empathic are probably already empathic. And then the people who aren't already empathic and don't want to be Mm -hmm. empathetic, it's like, they're just not going to do it. They're going to think it's, I mean, I think opening your eyes to people's situations always helps. There were some stereotypes that I certainly held that have gone by the wayside. Even I was telling this story, like when I was a kid, um, my dad and I were driving by this house and it was like kind of a shoddy house because we didn't live in a great neighborhood. But unlike the other houses, this house had like a, a really nice car in the driveway. And I said to my dad, that's crazy. Like, why would they have, I was maybe like seven. And I was like, why would they have this really nice car and like waste their money on that? And their house sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, people have different priorities. Like not everyone would does what you would do. Yeah. And like that like changed a lot. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Right. And that's how I, I, ha- I keep thinking about that lately because it comes up like in terms of money situations a lot for me where I'm like, 
not everyone's going to do what you would do. Like maybe that guy doesn't care about his house, but he really loves cars and it's like important to him. Mm-hmm. And how, who am I to judge that? Right. And, um, and that like basic lesson, you know, I guess when you're a kid, you you're open to more change, but, but other people, you know, could learn, you know, yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. Just kind of surrounding yourself with people who might not be exactly the same as you and sort of being open-minded mm-hmm. to, you know, what they're saying or what they're doing and and calling out your friends like saying like hey that's not very empathetic of you like you're thinking of it from only your perspective yeah well before we wrap up i just wanted to ask one final question which i'm trying to ask of all of the interview guests Mm. so we're you know podcast brunch club we meet every month we talk about the podcast playlist but usually at the end of every meeting we always kind of start talking about like what we're listening to lately and what we're and everybody's you know sitting on their phones and subscribing to all the podcasts so <laughs> it's really fun it's a great way to you know discover new podcasts so i was going sure. to ask you that question what are you loving lately what should we subscribe to oh gosh i mean i i love uh love it or leave it okay um i listen to that a lot i think it it's super funny and i've been on it and i was i'm like a fan girl of john lovett Okay. Um, so what's <laughs> so what's the whole what's the, what? Tell us what it's about. Oh, um, it's a live show that he does. At, uh, he tours with it, but also in LA. Uh, it's political. It's like political comedy podcast. Okay. So he has panelists on, and they have like um, different segments. Like he'll play like a inner, you know, a clip from the week, and then he'll be. It's called Okay Stop, and then people like the panelists will say like Okay Stop, and then they'll comment on it. <laughs> Okay. Um, or like he has a thing called what a week where like everyone goes through like the crazy stuff that happened this week. It's really informative because he pairs everything down, okay. but it's also just like super funny and he's like very charming. Got it. I will put that in the mm-hmm. show notes. So thank you so much, Gabby. This has been really interesting. So tell listeners where they can find out more about you and bad with money. Uh, sure. Oh, can I say one more podcast? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the Bechdel cast, the what? which is, uh, it's called the Bechdel cast. Bechtel. It's two women and yeah, it's two women and they, uh, go through movies and say like review how the women are treated in the movies okay. and it's all different kinds of movies. And, um, it's really interesting. It's just focused on like how women are treated in films. Interesting. Is it, does it go back mm-hmm. into past movies or is it mostly current? Yes. Yes. It's, it's current stuff, but it's also past stuff. I just did an episode about breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay. Um, they have episodes about like aliens and frozen and stuff that came just came out and yeah. Fun. That's yeah. That's cool. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, people can find me at Gabby Dunn on Twitter at Gabby Road on Instagram and Bad With Money season three is airing now. It's available wherever podcasts are, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. And yeah, and uh, Allison and I, my comedy partner and I wrote a book last year that came out on the New York Times bestseller list. It was called I Hate Everyone But You um, and it's fiction. Um, And you can get that wherever books are sold. Very cool. Wow, you're busy. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you again. This has been really fascinating and really interesting. So thanks for joining me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. I hope your listeners like it. (laughs) I'm sure they will. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any feedback, email me at Adela, A-D-E-L-A, at podcastbrunchclub.com. If you haven't yet joined one of our in-person chapters, what are you waiting for? We have over 40 groups on five continents. 
Or you can always participate online by joining our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash podcast brunch club. Stay tuned for more episodes that feature our podcast playlist on money. Happy listening. Hey, everyone. This is Steve. I'm the leader of the Minneapolis Podcast Brunch Club, and I'm here with a little housekeeping. The music you heard this month on the PBC podcast and interviews is from an amazing resource called freemusicarchive.org. This episode in particular features the artist Audio Binger with their song City Lights. Podcast Brunch Club is organized by Adela, who continues to rock every day. And the PBC podcast is edited by me, Stephen Zampanti. You can connect with me and see what I'm working on on my website, conceptualpodcasting.com. Thanks again for listening.